0: Today, on The Exam Room. The 38 trillion, I would imagine that they can either be working for us or they can be working against us. And would I be correct in there are very few that are kind of like Switzerland and they're neutral?
1: They're there with a purpose and that includes some microbes that can be problematic and disruptive. And this is no different than human society. When a society is functioning properly, the good people are outnumbering the bad people and the good people suppress the bad people so that the bad people don't really have any power. And that's the way that it works within our microbiome. They're quite similar to us. They are alive, they have personalities, they have dietary preferences, different tastes that they like, and they have different skill sets. Like they have specialization, certain microbes do certain things. They have cliques, they have certain friends, they get along with certain groups of people. So they're just quite so similar to us. The issue is we just can't see them because they're microscopic. But if you pulled out a microscope, you could zoom in and you would see this entire world that's a part of your body where uh, they're hanging out just like us.
0: Welcome to the exam room podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us coast to coast and around the world in great cities like Chicago, Illinois, St. George, Utah, and Lagos, Nigeria, wherever you are we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place this is episode three of season seven number 502 overall 38 trillion 38 trillion that is an awfully large number but that is exactly how many microbes call your gut home right now and they are in there and they are living rent-free all 38 trillion of them that is 38 and 12 zeros i mean that is a really hard number to truly grasp the enormity of but today we are going to try our best to put it into perspective so 38 trillion to count that high assuming you are counting at a rate of two numbers per second it would take you over 600 million years and that's non-stop without sleep No potty breaks, no time to eat, no sips of water, nothing. Just counting and counting and counting and counting and counting. And even if you were to add some breaks, really, I don't care what kind of diet you're eating, what kind of food you're putting in your body. The odds of living to the ripe old age of 600 million, they're just really, really, really slim. So anyway, anyway. Nonetheless, we are going to be getting in touch with the 38 trillion gut microbes that are living inside of you today and optimizing them to maximize your health for the time that you do have here on earth. And the man with the gut health master plan is our friend, Dr. Will Bolsowitz. So today we are going to be talking about the foods for building a healthy gut microbiome really optimizing those 38 trillion microbes and then also what are the foods that can harm those 38 trillion friends of yours and also we're going to be talking a little bit about a little something something that Dr. B has coming your way very soon a new venture from the two-time New York Times best-selling author something that you can bring to your shelf in the kitchen that can really help get your microbes singing and dancing to the tune of 38 trillion times of happiness so let's get into it dr Bolsowitz, 38 trillion you know it's a big number but it's also a number that you can count on to raise your gut health iq to the next level and it starts right now thanks for being here my friend
1: hello everyone happy new year hello chuck
0: Happy New Year. 2024 seems so small when you're talking about 38 trillion. I mean, doesn't that just seem like a big contrast there? But nonetheless, Happy New Year, man.
1: Happy New Year to you as well. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, New Year's is a time for building new goals for the new year. Um, Hope and and, and optimism. And, you know, 38 trillion, this is a number that... um, is exciting because these 38 trillion microbes they're there to work for us they want to help us and they want to be a part of whatever it is we're going to accomplish in this new year
0: 38 trillion like so all of these guys the 38 trillion i mean i would imagine that they can either be working for us or they can be working against us and and would i be correct and there are very few that are kind of like switzerland and they're neutral they're there with a purpose, Chuck.
1: They're there with a purpose, and that includes some microbes that can be problematic and disruptive. And this is no different than human society, right? I mean, they're, you know, when a society is functioning properly, the good people are outnumbering the bad people, and the good people suppress the bad people so that the bad people don't really have any power. And that's the way that it works within our microbiome. They're they're like quite similar to us. They are alive. They have personalities. They have dietary preferences, different tastes that they that they like. Um, they have different skill sets, like they have specialization, certain microbes do certain things. They have cliques, they have certain friends, they get along with certain groups of people. Um, so they're just quite so similar to us. The The issue is we just can't see them because they're microscopic, but if you pulled out a microscope, you could zoom in and you would see this entire world that's a part of your body where uh, they're they're hanging out just like
0: us all right man well let's let's make sure that these are the healthiest 38 trillion hanging out there as healthy and as happy as possible so in the new year As first, we look back to 2023 and we try to reflect on the habits that we had that probably weren't doing those 38 trillion friends of ours much good at all. Uh, what are the habits that we really want to be kind of leaving in the rear view, which is kind of picking up that conversation that we had the last time you were on the show back in December?
1: I think you want to take a look, you know, it's hard for me to, to speak categorically for all people. Uh, at the end of the day, each one of us needs to self-examine in a way um, our certain patterns and identify the patterns that actually are problematic, right? So if there's something that you're doing on a routine basis that um, potentially is uh, causing harm to your microbiome, then that, that's where the opportunity exists, right? That, that would be the greatest opportunity to, to um, take that and replace it with a healthy habit. So an example of this, Chuck... Uh, last month. And for those of you who perhaps weren't there, you can go back and listen again. It was um, an amazing conversation that we had. And we talked about certain uh, healthy habits that a person could insert into their lives. One of the things we talked about is building a strong foundation in the morning and having a routine in the evening. Now, let me speak for myself. I'm looking in the mirror before you all right now. And um, I'll just say that I have a sweet tooth. And I also like to snack in the evening. And this can be a bit problematic for me. You know, I love the idea of 10, 10 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night, grabbing some popcorn or having some candy. And um, if we can instead shift everything towards dinner time, in a perfect world, replace the candy with dark chocolate, have our dinner, If you're gonna have dark chocolate, two pieces of dark chocolate, savor the flavor, allow it to melt in your mouth. And then no food, no alcohol. A couple hours before you go to bed, during those couple hours, it is completely optional. If you want, you can have a high polyphenol beverage. What do I mean by that? It's a nerdy way for me of basically saying like, you can fuel a healthier gut by drinking tea or tart cherry juice before bedtime. The tart cherry juice, the reason why I bring that up, it's not just random. Uh, it actually has a significant amount of research showing that it pre- helps to enhance melatonin levels, which is the sleepy hormone. People sleep better when they routinely consume tart cherry juice before bed. But it also has these, you know, the tart comes from the bright colors, which are the polyphenols, Which are fuel for the microbiome tart cherry juice is a gut-friendly beverage provided you're not adding too much sugar to it and tea can be a gut-friendly beverage as well because whether that's an herbal tea green tea black tea whatever it may be caffeinated or decaffeinated um, it's going to also have polyphenols that are good and fuel your gut microbiome and chuck you know one of the things that i uh that i noticed during 2023 i would i would wear like a device And I would check my heart rate variability and see what it's like in the morning. And I would start to self-experiment and ask the question, what are the habits that can increase my heart rate variability? Now, for those of you who are wondering, what is heart rate variability, Dr. B? I've never heard of this before. Heart rate variability is, um, in a way, a measure of your autonomic nervous system, which is like your sympathetic nervous system. We want a high heart rate variability. When we have a high heart rate variability, that's correlated to us being basically in a low level of inflammation. When we have a low heart rate variability, that's typically what happens when you are being inflamed. The lowest heart rate variability that I've ever had was when I had COVID.
0: Oh, wow. The lowest
1: was when I had a couple of drinks with some friends from college. Those are the two lowest heart rate variabilities that I ever had.
0: That was the experiment when, when you decided to imbibe a little bit with you, with your friends, you read, I'm going to, I'm going to look at my heart rate right here. That, that's interesting, man. You are a doctor. You are a, you are a science nerd. And I love that about you so much, man.
1: Yeah. So take that, you know, COVID or alcohol before bed and replace that with, um, tartary juice or herbal tea before bed. And what you will see is your heart rate variability skyrockets, which is exactly what you want.
0: Interesting. So the herbal tea. So something like a hibiscus would qualify. You should be in pretty good shape there.
1: Dude, we could we could go down the line. There's so many options of what you could do. You could do hibiscus. You could do a chamomile. You could do a ginger tea. You could do a peppermint tea. I could go all day. I love tea.
0: Yeah, you're a tea guy. I'm
1: like like Forrest Gump with shrimp. Like shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. You know, shrimp stew,
0: shrimp Shrimp and
1: potatoes. Yeah, all the shrimp. I like what he said. Shrimp, shrimp.
0: Shrimp, shrimp, Yeah, man. Oh man. What a great movie. But uh, anyway. Okay. So that's, that's good to know. I think a lot of times when it comes to those, just as an aside, those, those late night cravings, I think really what we're craving there is just a little bit of flavor for whatever reason. And so you can certainly get that through a beverage. The tart, ter- the tart cherry juice is a great option, but just for somebody who might be wondering, you wouldn't get the same kind of benefits uh, by drinking grape juice or apple juice or orange juice or anything along those lines. It has to be the tart cherry so you get that melatonin boost.
1: Yeah, many of the types of juices that exist I'm worried about because they can have added sugar. So like many apple juices, orange juices, that's what they're doing. They're just just a vehicle to deliver sugar and sugar is not good for your microbiome. Gotcha. Oh. With tart cherry juice, it's specifically tart cherry juice that's beneficial because this is what has the, uh, the melatonin, and that's, a, that's innate to cherries. So if alternatively, I said no food before bedtime, but if you were to sit there and eat a bowl of cherries, would I be upset? No, I would not. That's us say if you need to have a snack, that's a quite reasonable snack. And once again, it would boost your melatonin levels and lead to better sleep that night. And better sleep translates into a healthier gut microbiome.
0: All right, so hold on. You just said something pretty profound that I think a lot of people probably picked up on was that sugar is not necessarily good for your microbiome. So, what would happen? How does the microbiome react um, if you drink something like a Sprite versus drinking that chamomile tea that you were also talking about? How do those cells react differently?
1: Well, I mean, we don't know with absolute clarity. We would have to run a special study in order to answer this, this question with absolute clarity. So no matter what, I'm kind of inferring based upon the available literature. But you know, the, the issue is that if we were to, for example, take a Sprite, um, it could be a traditional Sprite that's got a ton of sugar. It could be uh, the diet Sprite, which has got artificial sweeteners. Okay, both of these things impact your gut microbiome. And so uh, in a way that's negative, As an example, uh, the use of artificial sweeteners has been associated with metabolic disturbance, makes people more insulin resistant, makes their blood sugar spike more at subsequent meals. Now, the other part about blood sugar, Chuck, um, that's interesting is that when our blood sugar spikes, it actually does impact our microbiome. So it's not just what's inside the tube of our intestine, it's not just what we eat, it's also maintaining blood sugar control. This is the argument against refined carbohydrates and in favor of complex carbohydrates. Carbs are our friends. We need carbs to be healthy humans, but it's really the complex carbs where the money is at, not the refined carbs. Refined carbs are where we're creating something that's fairly unnatural, like a uh, white bleached flour or sugar. Mm.
0: True or false? Somebody posited this in the chat the last time you were on the show. I'm not sure that you saw it. Um, They said if you eat too much refined sugar, you can even test positive or, or pop positive for a DUI because it ferments in your gut. Is there any truth to that rumor? I know that's totally random, but I would imagine if there's any truth to that, you would need to eat like an entire five pound bag of Domino's finest, you know? Yeah. I
1: don't want to, so I, I I, don't, it's not something that I've looked into recently. I, I'm like um, picking the back of my brain that you probably literally see me doing it before your eyes. I'm like picking the back of my brain, trying to remember, because I vaguely remember something from probably five or six years ago where I had a similar question about this, but it's been five or six years since I've looked at the data. So honestly, I'm in a spot where I probably should just say, I'm not totally sure what the answer to that question is.
0: Fair enough. All right, but let's talk about uh, some of the better foods for creating that healthy microbiome environment. Um, We talked some about this. Uh, during, again, your last appearance, but let's broaden this. I know fermented foods are certainly always going to be at the top of the list, but let's set those aside for a second. Say somebody is not a big fan of kimchi or sauerkraut or tempeh or anything along those lines. Is it safe to say, though, that if they just eat a wide array of whole foods, then by and large, they're probably going to have a healthier gut environment than most individuals out there?
1: Yeah, diversity of plants is directly correlated to diversity within the microbiome. The reason that we bring up fermented food is because we have an interventional study out of Stanford University showing us that by adding fermented food to your diet, you can increase the diversity within your microbiome and reduce measures of inflammation. That's powerful. That being said, if they're not for you, I mean, I I still, I personally believe that we all should be striving to find fermented foods that we can sneak into our diet. This is not about making them the centerpiece. That's not the, that's not the argument. The argument is we're not eating any. Let's add some. Um, so that's the way I feel about fermented food. But with, with regard to diversity of plants, yes, diversity of plants is essential to building a healthy gut microbiome. And, um, and I do think, though, Chuck, that like, plant predominance is important. Now, I really hope that we have viewers and listeners here today with us who are not whole foods, plant-based, not vegan, not vegetarian. Perhaps something else. I don't care what the label is. I want to help you eat more plants. The reason why is because this to me is the roadmap towards health. I've never seen studies that have suggested that when people consume more plants, they become less healthy. I've only seen study after study after study, like literally probably tens of thousands of studies showing us that when you eat more plants, you end up more healthy. So, and the, the, the caveat that I want to give Chuck is that like in the United States, Uh, Currently, 60% of our calories are ultra-processed foods, 30% of our calories come from animal products, and that leaves 10%. 10% come from plants. Now, if you were to take that 10% and eat 30 different plants in a week, but not increase the percent of calories that are coming from plants, I don't know how far it would take you. (laughs) Part of the advantage of adding more diversity of plants to your diet is that my expectation is that in the process of you adding more plants to your diet, you're actually going to be crowding out the other foods and increasing your fiber intake. And this is a big part of this process. It's not just diversity. It's also fiber intake. And it's also crowding out those other foods and becoming predominantly plant-based at a minimum, if not more
0: how often are you asked which foods are the worst of the worst is it the cheeseburger is it you know like the Reuben with the corned beef and uh you know just fried and butter and all of that good stuff is it um I don't know like a a triple pepperoni lover's pizza like what would make your list and I assume that's a question that you get quite frequently
1: I mean I think that in terms of the available evidence that's out there so I I, in a moment, let me, if I could, I would love to sort of like toss out there what I personally believe to be the least healthy. But if, I, if I'm if i standing behind the evidence, which I am, um, where I would start is with processed meats because they have been established as a carcinogen. And why would that be? Well, because effectively, the way that you process a meat is by adding preservatives. It is completely unnatural that any sort of food, any sort of food product would exist in a refrigerator or on a a shelf for a year without changing, without getting moldy, without rotting. Meats are particularly vulnerable to degradation, right? I mean, that's just naturally what happens. Microbes are responsible for that the way in which you stop it from breaking down is with preservatives that are basically antimicrobials. They kill the bacteria and the yeast that would otherwise decompose the meat. This is how you end up with like ham and bologna and and turkey and all these things that are sitting there in the refrigerator for months on end and they never go bad. They're an accepted carcinogen and they're clearly harmful to your gut microbiome. So that to me is I think the bottom of the bottom Um, but let me go on to say, I don't have as clear data on this, but I'm quite sure that there are ultra processed foods that would be just as bad, if not worse. And the reason why I have this concern is that if you were to, um, take the ultra processed foods, they are effectively adding chemicals, which are completely unnatural. They're manufactured and they've never been tested. First of all, they've almost never been tested in humans. The testing that has been done is typically in mice or rats, usually for a week or two weeks. It's a limited period of time. And, um, and there's never, for the most part, been microbiome testing with these foods. Um, there's some limited studies that currently exist. Most people do not get the funding to study this because naturally the food industry is not going to destroy themselves. Um, with that kind of research. And the food industry is also tremendously powerful in terms of how grants get assigned at our governing institutions, such as the NIH. So with that in mind, uh, we just don't have complete clarity when it comes to ultra processed foods, but it is my expectation they would be just as bad.
0: Well, let's talk about some realistic expectations here, and and how a person might reset their gut. Let me give you a scenario here, Doctor B. Uh, let we'll call this guy Standard American Dude Number One. Standard yeah. American Dude Number One loves him some ultra processed food. And he really loves his ham and American cheese sandwiches in between two slices of wonder bread. I mean, the whitest of the white bread possible. And the only thing that he's spreading on top of that is some mayonnaise. And then for good measure, once he's had a sandwich and he's had his ultra processed whatever chip or whatever with that, he polishes it off with Doritos flavored liquor, which is now an actual thing. And he's been eating this his entire life. What would even be the process for somebody who's eating that standard American diet on steroids to begin to repair and heal their microbiome? And what are some realistic expectations that they might want out of the gate?
1: You know, it's, reason, it's, it's like understandable to kind of get a chuckle out of this um, uh, uh, theoretical person, except Chuck, actually both you and I, can relate to this person. We've both been there.
0: Oh, yeah. I was were that the- guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. For a very long time, right? Out of your years, Chuck, would you say the majority of your years were
0: being that guy? Oh, 100%, dude. I mean, you're talking about, I used to eat 10,000 calories a day, and I'm not even including the beer that uh, would get you know consumed on top of that. So absolutely, I was that guy. Never had the Doritos flavored liquor, but other than that, that was me, yeah, for sure.
1: And I was the guy who was working you know, six days a week, at least 15 hours a day. And the only thing that brought me joy was to stop for fast food on my way home from work because I was exhausted and I didn't have any money. And so I would go to, you know, if I was in North Carolina, I went to Hardee's and I got about 2,500 calories for five bucks.
0: Yeah, buddy.
1: And that's what I lived off of. I probably Stretch had that like dollar eight, seven times a week, fast food, probably seven times a week, junk yeah. food every single day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, um, and that's where I came from and that's who I was 10 years ago. That was the majority of my life. Uh, I lived that way. So I don't, I don't, uh, I I hope this person is here. Cause I, it was me and, and I want to, um, I want to transform your life in a way that brings you forward and whips you up. Uh, cause that's what I needed 10 years ago. And to me, I like a statement of progress over perfection. Uh, it's not about like, I, I don't like the idea of like, you have to be this. That's nonsense. That's hogwash. That's horse feathers. Okay. It's not about what you need to be. It's about you. Where you? Where are you today? Where can we be tomorrow? And if we can take one step tomorrow to a better place and we continue to take one step every day to a better place, it's amazing how far you can come in a period of time. And for me, that started with, uh, Chuck, I like literally, I want to hear from you too, Chuck, on your personal journey and story. I'll share mine real quick. I was in North Carolina, uh, 50 pounds overweight, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, tons of anxiety. I was depressed. I literally just wanted to lay on the couch under a blanket in a dark room and be left alone. Extremely low self esteem, even though I was accomplishing everything that I wanted in my career and more. It was um, uh, amazing things were happening for me, and yet I was miserable. Okay. I needed something to change. I tried exercising my way out of it, it didn't work. The thing that changed everything. Was the day. And by the way, I talked in the last episode a little bit about my wife, who's been an inspiration in my, lo- in my life. She's an angel. I'm grateful to have her in my life. Everything changed after meeting the person who's not my wife. She inspired me to one day, rather than go in the Hardee's, drove home and I pulled out a blender. I was a single man in my early 30s. I did not know how to cook. I needed something easy and simple. I was tired, I was working really hard. I pulled out the blender, and I made a smoothie, probably about 40 ounces. And um, it feels weird to say this, but I'm just going to tell you how I felt. In that moment, I felt like something that I was missing had entered my body and been restored, and I felt like it was coursing through my bloodstream, and it changed the way I felt instantly. And. When you are in the place of misery that I was, this is roughly 2012. When you're in the place of misery that I was to discover something that makes you feel better, you just want to feel that way again. So I went back the next day and I did the same thing and then the same thing. And I started to build a habit and then I added another habit. Small choices done consistently can completely transform your life. Chuck, I want to hear from you. Talk to us about your personal journey and how you started to, like what was rock bottom for you and when did you start to make changes? You
0: know, it's, it's interesting. Rock bottom for me actually happened years before I made big changes in my life. The most profound moment that I can ever recall having with food was day three, I was on the radio and, and like you, I was accomplishing professionally so much of what it was I wanted to do. I always wanted to work in radio. And here I am in a major media market doing morning radio drive time. And getting a little bit of a following, but dude, I was miserable and, and I was being paid to endorse something called the cookie diet. And I was on day three of this and I had not had any fast food, junk food, whatever in three days. And I was freaking out, you know, like my brain was kind of like spasming because it wasn't getting its fix. And I just remember, like, I couldn't take it anymore. I'd even punch my fist through a wall because I hadn't had Taco Bell. So after everybody went to sleep that night, I snuck out of the back of the house, went to Taco Bell, placed my $20 order. And when I took that first bite, it was instantly I felt better, I felt happy, I felt relieved, all of that anger, that depression was lifted. But then dude, like it was profound sadness, because I realized that I was addicted to food. And the reason why I bring this up is because then I felt absolutely rock bottom, like I was 100% trapped, didn't know what it was I was going to do. And it still took me a number of years to be able to make the change. And the only reason why I want to bring that story up is because I would imagine Dr. B, there are people who are listening and watching right now, who have experienced something similar as well, similar to your exhaustive trips to the drive through at Hardee's, right? Or you know, I can't go another day without fast food. I've been on this diet, and I'm just losing my mind. Like, you're going to hit rock bottom, but I just want you to know that even in those moments of despair, you will be okay. And eventually, just as you did, you will find the foods that you can replace those unhealthy ones with that will actually nourish you inside and out, so to speak, and and, and you will feel better. And that is the ultimate thing. And I think that, you know, those nourishing foods that we discover, they're going to be a little bit different for everybody and that's okay. But I just want to impress upon everybody, and and maybe you feel the same way, that rock bottom is never the end. Rock bottom is truly a new beginning. That's the thing that I want people to carry with them as we head into this new year.
1: You can balance yourself like a rocket ship. And the amazing thing about it is that your gut is so forgiving. It is constantly reshaping and remodeling itself. And the food choices that you make today will affect your microbiome by tomorrow. That's how, much, that's how much opportunity we have. That's how much hope we have. And in that moment where I made that shift to drinking that smoothie, what I did not realize, Chuck, is that it wasn't just a smoothie and it wasn't just plants. This was fuel for my microbiome that had been starving. When I felt like something that had been missing had been restored in my body, knowing what I know now that I did not know then. I sincerely believe that that is completely true, that my microbes that have been starving were given what they needed to then fuel my body with short chain fatty acids and make me feel like a human again. We feel like great humans and we thrive when our microbes are also thriving. And the process of, of transforming that microbiome can literally start today and it can start with one bite, one meal.
0: Well, let's let's talk about this, man. Thirty eight trillion microbes that you can begin to transform, and and how many years ago was this the, that you had that first smoothie? Do you remember?
1: It was roughly two thousand and twelve. It was roughly two thousand twelve into two thousand thirteen. I started to um, make these changes and do them with consistency. Then it wasn't just smoothies. Then I started to make other changes too. An example is like I used to. I'm a. i love coffee. Uh, I used to have coffee with the heaviest cream possible and three splendas per day, uh, actually per, per order. And I probably, did a couple per day. All right. And, um, so, and like, I, I, sw- I switched over to black coffee to this day. I drink black coffee. Sometimes I had spices. Um, but like that was a shift. And then like another example is like, I used to be a two liter a day of some sort of soda. And we can debate whether it's better to get regular Mountain Dew or Diet Mountain Dew. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that neither of them are that great, right? And we can make better choices. And so for me, another big thing was moving away from drinking soda and trying to replace that with alternative choices. Alternative choices include things that are good for your microbiome, like coffee, like green tea and black tea and water and kombucha. And I think that all these things can be to our benefit.
0: And, you know, the reason why I asked that question is, and and you answered it magnificently, um, is because you've taken since that day, in in late 2012, 2013, you've taken that, and you've done research to better your own microbiome and to help people around the world since then, and you've poured your heart and your soul into it clearly, uh, with both fiber fueled books, uh, the cookbook and the original. Um, And now, You know we're talking about replacing unhealthy things with healthier things and i know that you have worked tirelessly on something very exciting uh that is coming in the middle of january as well um i i don't want to break the news i I want you to tell us what's coming yeah
1: (laughs) We we teased this at the end of uh our podcast last month i'm very excited welcome to january everyone on january 15th i'm launching a brand new company Called 38 Tera, 3838 T three, E R A, which stands for 38 trillion, referring to the thirty-eight trillion microbes that live inside of you. Now the story is that this is a supplement company. My position on supplements has been very clear for many years. I wrote about them in my first book, Fiber Fueled, which is that I think that we should change our diet, change our lifestyle, and I don't think that you can out supplement a bad diet. But at the same time, to ignore supplements is to ignore an opportunity to better our health, because there's clear cut studies randomized controlled trials of humans, showing that we can improve our health with the use of selective supplements. When I was uh, in clinical practice, I recommended supplements to 95% of my patients, specifically fiber supplements. But the issue that I always had with this, Chuck, is that although I sincerely believed in this because I saw the benefits time after time, the options that were available to me, the things that are available at your local drugstore, CVS or Walgreens or whatever, the options that were available to me, I always felt like we could do so much better than what they were. And the other issue that I always had is sincere concerns. Is this clean? How do I know this has not been sprayed with glyphosate, for example? There's no way for you to know one way or the other. And so, out of that, you know, when fiber fields came out, I, understandably, thousands of people started asking me, Dr. B, what fiber supplement do you recommend? Well, the answer is clearly I believe in fiber supplements. I wrote about them but I wasn't comfortable with the idea of recommending what was available. And so I decided to create my own. And that led to, the, to this company, 38 Terra, um, our first product. So this is it, 38 Terra, and our first product is called Daily Microbiome Nutrition. And um, this is the prebiotic fiber supplement that I always wished I could have had for my patients. So a few things about it real quick, Chuck. Uh, so basically this is derived from seven distinct plants Those plants were selected because of their properties and the ways in which they benefit your microbiome. What what you can expect with this is it's a simple powder. It's easy to take. You add it to water. Smells great. Tastes great. But it's going to have a significant effect on your microbiome. I can say that with confidence because I personally developed this product. It took me three years to develop. And the ingredients that were selected, importantly, are being dosed at the therapeutic dose that has been shown in randomized controlled trials with humans. So um, that's something that I think is distinct from other brands is that ingredients are, again, being dosed at therapeutic doses. The other things that are unique, it's actually a certified VoFODMAP product. So people that have gut issues, this is designed for you. Again, I wanted the product that I would give to my own patients. I wanted something that would benefit their microbiome. But not cost them or make them feel unwell in the process of doing that. I want them to feel good and feel energized and empowered with the with the fiber supplement. Um, and I controlled the entire process of, of designing and building this. We're doing third party testing. I know it's clean. I know it's vegan. So the bottom line is that I mean, I would love to talk about it all day. But the bottom line is, I'm very excited about it. And it's coming January 15.
0: I'm excited too. Uh, you were kind enough to send a an advanced can down my way as well. So what I would love to do is actually to do what the kids call uh, these days, these are popular on Tiki Tox and, and the YouTube an unboxing video as it were, and give this thing a, a taste test. While we're on the show today. Uh, today, it says uh, providing three prebiotic types, you've got resistant starch, fiber and polyphenols. Um, when it comes to the specific type of starch as I'm unboxing this, tell us what resistant starch is and why that's so beneficial for gut health.
1: Resistant starch is conceptually similar to fiber. Um, The difference is that it's not technically fiber, it's actually a starch. And resistant starch, what's unique about it is that actually the recommendation is that we get resistant starch in our diet, but most of us are inadequate in our resistant starch intake. So this product in a way is helping to address the deficiency of resistant starch in our diet, the deficiency of fiber in our diet, and it's using specific, um, specific ingredients that have been proven in clinical trials. The resistant starch in this product is called solnol, S-O-L-N-U-L. And I'm super proud of this ingredient because basically with multiple human studies, that have shown that by consuming Solnul at the dose that is provided in this product, again, this is just one of the ingredients, at the dose that's provided, it enhances the growth of bifidobacteria, increases them by 350%. Those are probiotic microbes. It increases the growth of acromantia. Acromantia is now showing up in next generation probiotics, why would you take a next generation probiotic when you could increase your acromantia that you already have by 317% with solenol, which is in this product? Improves bowel movements. You have diarrhea or constipation. Brings you back to the middle, forms it up. Reduces gut symptoms, improves gas, bloating, Other types of, other types of digestive symptoms. And then there was a more recent study that I found to be fascinating. They found that this product actually enhances the gut barrier, repairs the gut barrier. And in the process of doing this, it actually reduces blood histamine levels. So people that have histamine intolerance, it potentially is going to be beneficial. So uh, it's, I, I'm very excited because the resistant starch is like fiber, but it produces even more short-chain fatty acids. I'm mixing
0: it up here. The first thing you got to know, you probably saw me do this a couple of times, was like smell it because it smells outstanding. It almost smells like candy. It is sweet, man. It is so daggone sweet. And look at that. It blends up. It's got a nice pink, pink coloring to it. And just mixing it straight in here with water but i would assume you could mix this up with a smoothie of your choice or throw in some uh, some plants or whatever else you might want with that how do how do you do this are you a straight just add some water and go kind of guy so or? for
1: simplicity's sake i just add some water to it it's two teaspoons so you just like quite simply you get a teaspoon you pop the cap and you just do two a day um and i add water but you could also quite easily add this to a smoothie i would after i would add it after you blend because you don't want to disrupt what's in the product with the blender so basically like take your finished smoothie and then just stir it in
0: smart Ah, oh, it smells so good i don't know if i'm smelling the lingonberry the kiwi fruit uh the baybab the uh acai we got potatoes obviously mango beetroot i'm assuming the beet is what gives it its uh coloring but i'm gonna give this a taste test here hold on, hold
1: on yeah tell us what you think oh bro
0: that is nice yeah that is sweet It is not obnoxiously sweet. It is just the right amount of sweet. And yeah, man. Oh, this is the spot, sir. Hold on. Let me get another little swiggy swig of this. This is really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing I'm excited about is that the flavor profile is, I think, um, it's enjoyable and refreshing, crisp. Um, It's a berry flavor.
0: Yeah. Legit, man. Like, even if I wasn't going to drink this for health benefits, I would drink it just for the flavor benefit. Like, this is so good. How long did it take you guys to master this?
1: Well, I mean, this whole process took three years. I started working on this in February of 2021. Mm. Um, So hold up the the cup for a second, Chuck, and show them the bottom of the cup. I'd like them to see this. Now, you see there's a little bit of white sediment there. That's actually the, the resistant starch. So don't be concerned about that. All you got to do is swish a little bit. Should I and, stir
0: it up some more? Is that what needs to happen here?
1: Well, it won't dissolve. So that's that's insoluble fiber. or insolu- It's the, basically insoluble resistance starch. So it's not going to dissolve per se, but you don't have to worry because when you drink this, everything else dissolves quite cleanly and very nice. So like, it's not like there's any clumpiness at all to the product. But basically, as you get to the bottom, you just kind of do a little swirl like this with your cup. And you don't even need to have a spoon. Like once you stir it once, you're done. Just swirl it a little bit at the end and then take down your resistant starch.
0: Oh, man, this is good, man. I'm going to take this to the dome, man. Good glory.
1: Yeah, and the Mm. salt resistant starch is not the only ingredient that is like I would describe as a a hero ingredient or like a super ingredient. Um, There's also the kiwi. And the kiwi is, again, being dosed at therapeutic dose that has been shown to increase the growth of fecal bacterium.
0: Probably am i Which, not surprised you got a kiwi in here
1: you no know, i had to I,
0: I know you love you some kiwis man
1: well they've had these studies where they've shown that kiwi fruit like eating two kiwi fruits helps to relieve constipation but actually there's also been studies that the the amount of um kiwi fruit powder that i use in this product is the same thing Oh,
0: so good so good. All right. So here's the deal. People can go over and uh, sign up. If you're listening or watching before January 15th, which I assume the majority of you will be head to 38terrat.com tera.com and the number 3838terrat.com. There's a link to that in the show description and in the episode notes, sign up to be the uh, first to know uh, when this will uh, come online, man, that's so good. And oh, by the way, you don't even have to wait until then to start mastering your microbiome either because you've got the microbiome 21 as well. That's happening right now over at theplantfedgut.com you're a busy guy this year bro
1: well the microbiome 21 is something that we've done this is our third year doing it we keep making it better so um uh, i'm very proud of it because we get thousands of people that come in and participate and they have a great time and basically this is 21 days to master your gut and improve your habits um, so that 2024 can be your best year ever because you're enhancing your gut health So, and it just started on January 1st. You haven't missed much. We can definitely get you on board with all of the stuff from every single day. So if you want to sign up and be a part of microbiome 21, I would invite you to come join us. Just go to plantfedgut.com. and people who are a part of microbiome 21 are going to, this is, I think this is a bit of a secret, but I'm just going to say it right now. They will get access, early access to 38 Terra. So basically like they will get, the doors will open for them before they open for anyone else.
0: Outstanding. Outstanding, man. Uh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations on the release. And guys, uh, I'm not kidding you when I say that this is delicious, right? This is really, really, really tasty. And you're going to be doing yourself a world of good as well inside and out. Uh, Dr. B, thank you so much, man. I know that you got to run. But man, I just, I'm so happy for you for everything that's happening in your life. And you're pouring your heart and your soul into this. And I love what you said on the show today. It's like, Rock bottom does not have to be the end. Rock bottom is your rocket ship to essentially a new life. And that's really, really a great way of looking at it.
1: Chuck, you and I, I think that we, uh, we, are, we come from a different background and we have a different approach to how we got to this conversation here today. But yet we share the same common goal, right? And I have one mission. I have always had just one mission from the very beginning, which is to use my education, my work ethic, uh, my experience to try to improve people's lives through their health. That's what it's always been. It started as just being a medical doctor. It's expanded to more. But if you look at everything that I'm doing, whether it be 38 Tera or writing books or coming on the show or whatever it may be, it's the same mission. These are just different expressions of the same thing and so and i'm grateful to be a part of it and i hope that anyone who's interested come join me there's many ways you can join me whether it's doing microbiome 21 doing 38 terra doing uh, being a part of my email list follow me on social media whatever makes you happy whatever way you want to participate and engage with me i'm here for you and i want to i want to be a part of this i want to be a part of your
0: life well, you are the man, Dr. B, the gut health MD, and a whole lot more beyond that. Appreciate your time. Happy New Year. And again, congratulations. Cheers, my friend.
1: Cheers, Chuck. Happy New Year, everyone. Let's do this, 2024.
0: 38 Tera be among the first to get your hands on it. There's a link in the episode notes to sign up for their priority list, or you can hop over to 38terra.com. And again, did the taste test on the show and it is absolutely delicious. Tasty, tasty stuff. Mild fruit flavor, refreshing, I think is a really great way to describe that. I really enjoyed it. And so too did the 38 trillion microbes residing in my gut (laughs) 38 trillion man that's a high number and i'm looking forward to more with dr bolswitz in this new year he is always one of our most requested guests whenever i go out and i speak at a live event people always stop me and they say i love it when dr b is on the show it's because dr b is truly the man he has a way of just explaining things so that we can all understand it that is wizardry my friends he's got a true talent and something tells me, by the way, that this is just going to be a really big year for Dr. Bolsewitz in all walks of life. So I can't wait to hear what else is on the horizon for the Pharaoh of Fiber here in 2024. And there are more good things still to come in our Heroes of Health series as well for you. Two big episodes still headed your way. Coming up next, Dr. Joel Furman will be making his exam room debut. He's going to help us reset our relationship with food. And then rounding out the week will be dermatologist Dr. Jessica Krant talking about radiant, healthy skin and what to eat to look your best. And this next episode, the interview with Dr. Furman, is really going to make you take a second look at what it is that we put on our plate. Oftentimes, we don't give it a second thought, but then also how those temptations that we all face in terms of what to eat, those can kind of be like dominoes And that if you give into one, that domino tips over, and then the domino effect can cause your health to tumble. And it's one thing toppling after another, after another. And in a lot of cases, these foods that are designed to weaken our willpower are the very ones that topple those dominoes. So we want all of our dominoes to stand up straight and never topple. We want our health to be good and strong. So we are putting the power back in your hands as we reset our relationship with food with Dr. Furman on the next episode. And you make sure right now, here's the easiest way to make sure that you never miss an episode. Just subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify to the Exam Room Podcast by the Physicians Committee. So these episodes get delivered right to your device automatically. This is ear candy, ready to raise your health IQ, and you never have to miss an opportunity to take your health to the next level. There are links to do that right now in the episode notes. And as you're doing that, please also leave a five-star rating and a nice review to help the show grow. It's like watering your plants. It helps us grow big and strong so that others can reap the benefits as well. And there may be some exclusive episodes coming for Exam Room VIPs as well. Have you signed up for that yet? pcrm.org slash examroomvip. Absolutely for free, exclusive access, early access two weeks before anyone else to some of our premium interviews, plus pre-sale opportunities for tickets before they go on sale to the public for our big live events. We've got one coming up in the spring with Dr. Barnard, but best of all, your vip membership with the exam room supports our mission at the physicians committee of making the world a healthier place we are touching lives around the globe through our groundbreaking research and education and you can help us help others and yourself by becoming an exam room vip just sign up right now at pcrm.org exam room vip it is absolutely free so you have nothing to lose and only your health to gain and for today that is going to wrap things up i want to say thank you one more time to dr will Bolsowitz for being here and raising our health iqs to the tune of 38 trillion times over and for everyone at the physicians committee i am the weight loss champion chuck carroll thank you so very much for listening and remember as always keep it plant-based.